0: Hey everyone, it's me, DB, just reminding you, we have t-shirts in the shop, just go to pgttcm.com, check out all of our cool t-shirts, and stickers, heck, we even got some shower curtains in there, keep clean, look cool, have cool stickers to put on stuff, join us on Patreon, get a free sticker, You're listening to KZOM, only public radio. Greetings, listeners. It is I, D.B. Spitzer, and Farmer Dave here once again to talk to you about the Cthulhu Mythos, its books, its monsters, its unfortunate human casualties, its timeline in general, and even its tangential bits, like the dreamlands or things of a weird nature that are Lovecraftian-leaning. Once more, we head into those dark woods, further feeling those malevolent forces upon us. Once again, we walk down the lightless stone staircase in the middle of nowhere. You're You're listening to KZOM.
1: Yeah, in about an hour, i got to go feed some animals. Sounds good. All right, let's do
2: this to this. Take a drink of my drink. Hey everyone, it's me, D.B. Spitzer, and as always, to my virtual right, Dr. Farmer Dave. No, not Dr. Farmer Dave, just Farmer Dave. Farmer Dave, how the heck is it going?
1: I am virtually doing well.
2: Yeah? Yeah, no, and um, just a heads up to everyone who is listening. Um, we are currently not in Oleander, Um and uh, there's there's this pleasant little place outside of Portland that Dave and the goats are at, and everyone's okay. It's this 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 nice little pleasant place called Swan Island that Dave and the goats are at right now. I figure anyone outside of Portland doesn't know that Swan Island is Swan Island. It sounds lovely. Yes, and it's not really an island. Well, no one knows that. So hey, we uh, you know. It used to be. Uh, yeah, no, no. Um, according to federal authorities, uh, Leander can only dig up its substructure so many times in old town and have old fires and have a pneumatic tube system because of whatever was blocking cell phone signals, which strangely now isn't doing it anymore. Now that the old cemetery and old town and, surrounding hill areas have collapsed in upon themselves. But yeah, no, that's uh how's yeah, how's every how's everything out there? I mean uh, this happened, it, I like,
1: mean yeah we're we are now we are now out to by the uh the mighty Willamette River. Yeah. Yeah I mean this happened mighty. like two, three weeks ago,
2: but um we had a bunch of stuff that you did pre-recorded for our, my mouth surgery and Yeah, no, this is the first time we get to talk about it. I Um, blame your dentist. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, We're we're, we're now back in, I don't know, uh, the Portland metro area is the best way. Uh, Greater,
1: Greater Portland.
2: Greater Portland area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the goats have. Uh, Farmland agrees on. I'm back at my house. So, status quo returned back to season whatever Um, (laughs) before Dave was on the show, so I'm back here. Um, Yeah, so we're going to have more ability to be at local things now that there's not a pandemic and all that fun stuff's going on, so Look for us at any upcoming local horror conventions. Speaking of horror...
1: Or making days, making sacrifices to the Portlandia statue. Yeah. You were discussing horror before I terribly interrupted you with my statue sacrificing? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of horror, uh,
2: today we are talking about the... Uh, Skinless One and Small Crawler, both um, from RPGs from Chaosium. Anyway, and then we will be talking about something that may or may not be horrific depending on how prepared you are the inner planes. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So, Dave. We're talking about Narlethotep again.
1: Yes, we are. Um,
2: what do you uh, What do you know about Small Crawler and Skinless One?
1: Well, so they they come from two of the uh, scenarios, and um, uh, Skinless One, I believe, comes from uh, the Horror on the Oriental Express.
2: Correct which right.
1: is one that and uh mask of Norlethatep, which is where small crawler comes from mm-hmm. are by far the two big, biggest physically a number of pages, but just probably the, 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 the top selling, most influential, of the two stories. And I'm not sure if skinless one shows up. There's some stories. There is a, a an anthology based on the the uh, horror on the Oriental Express. And I'm not sure if it shows up on that one. Cause I, I honestly I have to admit I haven't read that book.
2: And just a correction, that is horror on the Orient Express.
1: Oh, did I say
2: Oriental Express? But oh,
1: yeah. Orient Express, excuse yeah, me. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, no, cool. no. And I, I wanna say that um is the skinless one. Um, like, okay, I can never remember, here's the question I need to ask, and people at home, uh, you can shout at your phone, or if you're playing it over your car radio, whatevs, uh, horror on the Orient Express, or masks of Nar Lethotep, which one has, uh, Jackson Elias?
1: That, that's, uh, that is, uh, the mask.
2: Okay, okay. Because I was thinking, aren't the skinless ones the, the, uh, 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 and yeah, no, that's, that's, that's totally different. That's totally different. But yeah, okay, I, I, I confuse the two, but yeah, no, no. Uh, the skinless ones are a Middle Eastern cult, uh, from Turkey surrounding, uh, area that reveres, uh, Narlethotep in the guise of a flayed corpse. So that's, that's that's pretty much what I have, thanks to Cthulhu Mythos Encyclopedia. And also, uh, Dan Harms also writes, in India, the small crawler form consists of a dwarfed human figure with four arms and three tentacles as legs. It's mentioned in the Kahat Akwa Dajin, uh, and has a small following in India, And, yeah, yeah, it's pretty much from Masks of Gnar Lethotep, which I haven't played either in about a decade and a half, and I confused the two because um, they were both ran by the same DM. so...
1: And and so the skinless one was... uh, It was uh, Jeff Gilliam created it for... uh, Oh, okay, uh, okay. And he said that he actually based it on sort of a throwaway line in The Whisper of the Darkness.
2: Oh. Uh, where,
1: you, where, you know, they're talking about not allowed to tap, uh, and, you know, that the also, I mean, I don't think this was Lovecraft's intention, but, and again, spoilers, uh, you know, they the skin, you know, the, the human take his brain into space. Sure. Uh, so with that, and like uh, a uh, throwaway line about uh, uh you know, the mighty messenger, uh, where he puts on the semblance of man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it could be dot 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 that the entity that is the disguised as the folklorist and. Uh, in uh, uh, whispers in the darkness. Uh-huh. Uh Is the skinless one? Oh, but that's never revealed. That that's that's later. That's you know, that comes up later. Idea that's not necessarily the way that Lovecraft was going with the story.
2: Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, and um, what I have to say about small crawlers is I really kind of like this idea of a humanoid with four arms and three tentacles uh like that could be all kinds of like terrible things like you could have something like that uh anywhere that there's some kind of like mythology about small folk or pixies or um like you could you could throw stuff like that into your dungeons and dragons and think that you're dealing with faith folk when you're dealing with like aberrations that are like the petitioner creatures of the small crawler and
1: And that, I think is definitely consistent with Lovecraft, you know, and he he may not have believed, but he definitely um, definitely draws on. Uh, which cults of the Western yeah uh, of Western Europe which is pretty much debunked now. I mean, I don't yeah. think any anthropologists follow it, but this concept that the fey folk were a lost parallel human evolution. Uh-huh. But instead of like the remnants of Neanderthals, they were like the remnants of you know, the star Uh-huh, uh-huh.
2: Gotcha. Interesting stuff. Fun stuff. Cool stuff. But, yeah. Yeah, no, no. And I I can see how you can use these, uh, like, the skinless one uh, in your D&D, in your uh, Call of Cthulhu, of course. Uh, Even, like, bring a little bit, like, okay, the skinless one, I think, is, like, an awesome... um, Aspect or avatar of Nara Lethotep to bring into, like,
1: cyberpunk. And definitely, when you figure that, that you know, there's this bio, biosculpting that may not be skinless, but it looks skinless. Yeah. Or you could want to just do, like, a silly one. Mm-hmm. You can have, like, a... a on a chicken farm. It could
2: be uh-huh. the chicken. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what we need, is uh, Nara Lithotep uh, chicken farm uh, scenarios, which, now I'm thinking about it, we need a whole book of barnyard scenarios with Call of Cthulhu. I mean... That's where the true. Oh wait a minute! It's called Tatters of the King. It's it's the uh, part that takes place in Goatswood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if you've read that, but there's a lot of barnyard activity anytime uh, you go to Goatswood.
1: <laughs> I oh, I own it, but I don't remember reading that part.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. All right, yeah, no, and uh, as I said before, like small crawlers, there's all kinds of stuff you could do with some sort of like. I, I I can't remember anything specifically about the Kathat uh, 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 Aqua the Uh Yeah, I, was, I, I can't remember how it said. Um, I don't remember anything about that book. Who wrote it? If it's for like, I don't know. Chaosium uh, materials originally.
1: So, so uh, uh, the Aqua Content. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think, or the Aqua i think that's campbell okay okay it's where the part of the books in latin part of the books in german
2: oh okay all right all right gotcha gotcha okay so we do have some but, real mythosy stuff it's 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 not just made from whole cloth like I base this off of a chaosium thing I read without actually having any sort of okay, cool, cool, cool,
1: all but, right. But I, but it may not have been there. It the, um it may not have it may have been put in. Uh. So I th- and we're talking about the the chat Aquadian. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. So that is a uh, Lumley, not not Campbell Lumley. Okay. All right. All right. And but. I think that maybe Chaosium just says it in that book. Yeah, gotcha. That it's not necessary. I don't think the skinless one or the small crawler was a Lumley creation. Yeah, yeah. I I think that that was retconned after the fact to put it in in that book.
2: Gotcha. That makes sense. That's okay. Cool, cool. All right. Well, I mean, that's the skinless one and small crawlers they are where they come from uh you know skinless one how to use that cult i mean you don't have to make the cultists turkish but i don't know you could have like warnings from like people in turkey like look out for this symbol or like you know someone from turkey is like talking to the people in the party and they're like oh man that's awful Uh, what's that doing there uh, I left my country because of that stuff, and you know, uh, small crawler, same thing. You 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 know, start the uh, start it as uh, someone you know, uh, people who run a pesticide business, um, and they're fumigating in an Indian restaurant, and then you bring something that you find in the air duct, and the Indian people like freak out because. It's 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 a uh, it's a small crawler anyway. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. All right. Well, uh, next week we'll be talking about some worms and uh, Mexico uh, with Narlethotep. and after that we will be talking about the inner planes, the elemental planes. Uh, you know that stuff in Dungeons and Dragons.
0: So, we'll see you in a bit. Welcome to Innsmouth, stranger.
3: Hi, I'm Rob Whiten from the Innsmouth Book Club. Join me and my fellow guide, John Chadwick, as we take you on a fortnightly tour of Innsmouth. We visit places such as the Picture House, the Library, and Innsmouth Museum to discuss all aspects of weird fiction, whether it be book, film, music, TV, or art. As well as that, we stop over at the Gilman House to have a chat with a resident guest. That includes authors, artists, musicians, in fact, Lovecraftian creatives of all types. You can find our free shows on Patreon, and there you can also sign up as a patron, which brings you bonus content, plus a monthly PDF copy of Innsmouth News, which features articles, author spotlights, all the latest news and reviews, and more. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash InnsmouthBC. We hope to see you soon, because remember, Innsmouth isn't just a place, it's a state of mind.
0: Thank you once again for listening to People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. You can help show your support by going to the show notes and following any of the links that'll tell you how to support the show and how to support our guests. And thank you to all of our guests who you can find in the show notes. Rate, review, subscribe. And remember, patrons get priority access to asking us questions, suggesting topics, even, I don't know uh submitting stuff actually you don't have to be a patron to submit anything that's how dave got on the show and that's how you can get on the show too it's the people's guide to the cthulhu mythos rate review subscribe tell your friends thank you for listening back to the show
2: everyone thank you so much for listening to the show and being a part of it if you want to help the show continue to grow and be here and be part of everything uh go to conventions and all that kind of fun stuff check us out at pgttcm check out how to support us check out our links check out where to find us on social media just more or less check us out all right hey dave
1: Yes. How is
2: it going?
3: Uh, it's
1: it's going good. I mean, the goats are getting used to having this huge, giant river, and you know, so it's. I've replaced my my oleander owls with you know wallamit, uh, osprey, but it, it's yeah. it's good. How about you? Oh,
2: um, not too bad. Um, I mean, I'm back in the old studio full of spooky masks and books. So that's pretty cool. I'm
1: so were there more <laughs> than you left?
2: Uh no. No, there's more guitars than I remember, but I, I I tend to buy guitars and forget about them. So Oh, okay. But yeah, no, no. There's there's uh some spooky stuff. Anyway, um yeah, no, no. Things are good. Um I am excited that now that I'm back in Portland, I can play Dungeons & Dragons with um, people I know better than people from Oleander. So that's the nicest way I can put that. I don't have to play D&D with Minion anymore is what I'm saying. Okay. And, uh, yeah, yeah. But one thing that's really great about D&D is Dungeons & Dragons itself. Uh, you you were telling me that there's something going on with D&D right now about, like, they have something going on with, like, their most current license or something?
1: Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I haven't been following it. But the, their, their threat, they they're basically, it sounds like, and and don't take your news from us. Yeah. No, go ahead. Take your news from us. Sure. Do you know that, that Kazakh and Tajikistan, and I know I mispronounced it, were in a war. They were, like, crossing each other's borders. Okay. But, okay. But, no, there's all this stuff that the news doesn't talk about. But uh, my understanding is that they're trying to clamp down on people like Matt Mercer who's making money and they're not getting a cut.
2: Yeah, I I understand if it's, like, a certain amount of money that you're making off of uh, their license, they want a cut of it and that really does kind of make sense they have this huge there's 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 like this this network not network there's this this base of stuff that they've kept and they've controlled and one company has bought another company so hasbro mega company hasbro i'm not saying i like this but i'm saying like it makes sense that they would do this that they would figure out a way to go you know This open gaming license thing is awesome for your creativity, but some people are making a lot of money off of our license. Even though it's open gaming, let's figure out how we can like put a little bit of a clamp on that. I don't like that, but I
1: understand that. Yeah. Uh, Originally they had this sort of a safety net. What they did was that you couldn't publish the um, experience charts. Yeah. You yeah. C- you can publish everything but the experience charts, but I-, I think people got around that because even before it was a thing, they were just doing you know merit based promotions. Yeah. You know, or yeah. events, and so, but so the fact that they're not you, that you have to buy their book to get the the experience chart just it's not as an incentive as it used to be.
2: No, no. And something that I said to my gamers a long time ago, when I just started using SRDs, was experience is every three to four to five sessions, you go up in level. (laughs) And if
1: it's, what's that? You know what I said to my gamers a long time ago? What's that? That's my bowl of M&Ms, not yours. (laughs)
2: All right, enough about D&D, uh, and, and rights and, 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 uh, licenses and whatnot. We are here to talk about, um, the inner planes, uh, contained environments that are pretty much some of the most hostile in the multiverse, um, and they, they they they're they're each infinite planes that all kind of bump up against each other in some sort of way. And the best way to uh, describe it in a physical sense is if you have a globe that has like the pole is one pole's positive, one pole's negative, and like, oh man it's it's hard to explain (laughs) now that i'm like looking at a physical representation and i'm like yeah it's it's like two wheels that are connected and i'm like yeah they're connected by fire water air um there's on the negative side there's ash dust salt and vacuum and on the positive side there is steam minerals uh radiance and lightning and they all
1: are not uh good places to go.: Yeah, so in my four decades of playing D and d, I don't think I've ever set an adventure in any of these. I really made things where I've had things where things have escaped from it, like methods yeah. and other creatures. Uh, but i've never I've never actually took my players there. Well, that's pretty crazy,
2: because the elemental plane of air, uh, there's only one way to go, and that's down, and you don't actually ever hit things, but you can encounter things, and you can find floating synodels and elemental creatures, creatures that never have to land, uh, djinn. Let me me see if I can find a list. Um, No. Oh yeah, okay, so we have like Pegasus, uh, Divas, Hippogriffs, Sphinxes, um, Sprites, Methods. Air
1: Elementals.
2: Yeah. Yeah, all kinds of cool, fun things like that, things related to air. And that's kind of what you find at every kind of uh, elemental plane. Uh, Elemental plane of Earth is a little bit different. It's it's solid with pockets of air is the best way I can describe it or it's tunnels and solid bits. But the only things that have to worry about the solid bits are things that aren't able to move through solid stuff easily, either through phase shifting of some sort or digging. Um, It's connected to ooze, magma, minerals, and dust. So those kinds of places can be found throughout the elemental plane of Earth, and you can bump into that stuff. Um, oh,
1: goodness. Um, fire. It, it, yeah. You know, yeah, fire, water. And and in my games, this is where, you know, and I, if you destroy the elemental, you know, that the evil wizard sent after you, you never uh. really kill it. You just send it back. Back to the elemental plane, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it it gets absorbed by its universe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, and then we have the energy planes, like the positive energy plane, which is uh, a continuous explosion of energy not meant for mortals. Um, If you go there and you're protected well enough, what will happen is you'll just start... Uh, start gaining too many experience points, and you could blow up. I mean, I, that, that's something I remember from like a second, um, second uh, edition book, but I could be wrong. Uh, then you have the negative energy plane, which is um, nothing. It's it's uh, it's it's full of undead. <laughs> It's, it's, um, oh goodness. Um, just going there, uh, sucks out your, uh, your, 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 your hit points. It's, it's a place of outsiders. It's a place of undead, powerful liches, wraiths, specters, necromancers, people who don't want to be bothered by the living. Like... Yeah, no, no. It's it's if you get to the uh, the the the, the uh, negative energy plane, you know, it's you're there for a reason. If you can set up stuff in the negative energy plane, then you are pretty awesome.
1: <laughs> and, and I wouldn't say that. I don't know if it's designed this way, but uh-huh. to me, that's sort of where the healing or the harm energy comes from. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's, that's, it's what, that's what the clerics and the anti-clerics.
2: Yeah, that's where they feel. draw their energy from for exactly. such things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then there's uh, twelve minor inner planes. Uh, there's the para-elemental planes, then the positive quality elemental planes, and negative quasi-elemental planes, which are very much like the elemental planes, except for instead of like an air mifit or an air elemental or an Air, not an air golem, a fire golem, or a fire elemental, or a salamander. You know the the, the fiery ones with a spear, uh, spears or tridents. You know yeah. it's 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 all um, magma themed or ooze theme, which is just mud because it's between water and earth. So yeah, mud uh, or an ice memfit. Or a smoke memfit in the uh, area between air and fire, or ice between water and air. And then we have the positive quasi-elemental planes, which you're going to find like uh, a steam memfit, or a lightning memfit, or a mineral memfit, or a radiance memfit. Those those are the four positive uh, elemental planes quasi elemental planes we have because uh, steam planes. is so
1: positive
2: oh yeah of course that's uh water and positive energy and lightning is air and positive energy and earth is uh, or uh, minerals is earth and positive energy and radiance
1: is fire and positive energy and, and then we have like and, and boredom and negative energy is my dating life <laughs> well that's
2: uh, salt dust ash and vacuum there dave yeah. <laughs> that's the four uh negative quasi elemental planes so like if you're gonna find a salt elemental it's gonna be in the water negative energy plane uh the plane of salt uh dust Memphis. you're gonna find that in the uh space between earth and negative energy uh there's the plane of ash between fire and negative energy and then vacuum between air and negative energy i think those are mostly it but like these places like they don't necessarily have oxygen they don't necessarily have what we would consider food and they're not necessarily places where we could move around easily like uh, without, like, a proper ion stones or rings of protection or something like that, your wizard's going to be a, a steamed wiener in the uh, Plane of Steam, uh, you know, or, or lightning isn't a good place for your uh, paladin to go running around. And, you know, you're, you're just going to lose track of your rogue in the Plane
1: of Minerals. They're just going to steal the sky. So, <laughs> yeah, and, and, I, and I could see doing like a heist game where you're going into the, uh, you know, the plane of, of minerals. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of these, they're at the most sort of designed for one-shotting. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, but I, mean, I, I suppose I, you could make a campaign based on one of these, but it, it's pretty unlikely.
2: I, I, I think you could do kind of like the Great Wheel almost with this, where you have to like, for some reason, to break some sort of curse in your town, this, you know, one-shot campaign. Uh, break some sort of curse in your kingdom, your city, your family, your beloved, whatever. Uh, you have to collect something from each of these planes. And along the basic way of air, earth, fire, and water, you make friends that make it so that you can go to uh, the Fountain of Creation or the Plane of Magma. Swamp of Oblivion, the Plain of Ooze, Frostfell, Plain of Ice, you know, um, you can go to those places and, you know, collect stuff from all the various places or find places where you can, you know, just like straight up be like, we're not going to the Plane of Vacuum, we can buy that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, no, I could see that. Or I could see, like, a campaign set in the elemental plane of Earth or um, mineral or, you
1: know, something like that. Um, You could even make, make like, a magical submarine and go to the the plane of water. Oh, definitely, definitely. And I had,
2: like, a cool idea, uh, like you said, a heist. And I'm like, yeah, you have to go to the plane of salt and steal, like, a key to get to the plane of minerals from a salt dragon and then you gotta go to the plane of ash and dust, and I don't know, but yeah, no, no. You yeah, do, you can do a uh, like a a treasure hunt. Definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Just like um, once your characters are bored of the outer planes, or before they get, I don't know. Um, again, just like the outer planes, it's 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 like um. You can slowly edge your characters into the inner planes by, like, being like, "Wait a minute! There's extra water in this water. This water's deeper than that water, or this water's, you know, or, or, or being like, you have something bad come out of water, air, fire, whatever, um, earth, and then you have your uh, PCs and NPCs of favor." go into the other place and go, oh, this isn't too bad. We can get rich here or we can solve a problem with whatever we can do here. And then we can come out and that solves that problem. But then you can have that problem happen again later. And people are like, oh, you remember those pig farmers over in that one place that solved it last time? Let's take them over to the capital city and solve it for the the king or the, the duke whomever, you know, and just kind of like have it be kind of like uh, something like, oh, these people are really good at solving this, and then you have like, wait a minute, why is this happening? Why is there an elemental plane of fire stuff opening all across the countryside? People start worrying about maybe it's uh, to the nine hells, maybe it's to this, maybe it's to that, and it just happens to be that it's some sort of Artifact or magic user Or something that keeps creating a weak link To the elemental plane of fire It's up to your crew to Stop
1: it Stop it before it gets too bad Yeah, and it could even It could be like a four gate You know, one to one to water You know, Earth could be like A mud uh, landslide And you gotta find all four
2: Definitely, definitely Um you know, uh, make some kind of um, mix between Stand By Me and the fifth element. Guess what the fifth element is? Love. Love. <laughs> um, or the positive energy plane and you don't want anything to do with the negative energy plane. But yeah, yeah, mix between the fifth element and Stand By Me. So you have like an adventure of walking around, but you also have like Good people and bad people with guns uh, Two groups Trying to get together to smash Something and uh, you and your crew Are just trying to get from here to there um, To collect elemental stuff You know I don't know <laughs> I, 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 I uh, Yeah that's
1: all I got Dave I think that We are Basically in the words of Sherlock Holmes to Dr. Watson, it's elementary. Yeah, it sounded better in my head.
2: No problem. I'm a positive energy plane. That that joke was better in your head than uh, you. you uh, yeah. All yeah. right, everyone. Thank you so much. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about some other uh, plane of existence in Dungeons and Dragons. Join us next week. So, hey, it's good to be back. It's good to be talking about D&D and uh, Call of Cthulhu. And glad to know that my oral surgery didn't uh, mess up my voice too badly. And, yeah. uh, Yeah, Yeah, so we'll uh, talk to you next week. And um, if you are uh, outside of Oleander and you're like, hey, how come I can only find the podcast? Uh, The radio tower is in a sinkhole. So, yeah, it's just podcast right now. Uh, If you want to help support the radio station, go to PGTTCM.com. Buy a radio station T-shirt. If you want to help Dave, buy a Dave's uh, Farm T-shirt. We've got some of those still. And if you want to help the show, help the show. And thank you again so much. uh, Written and edited by D.B. Spitzer, David Heath. Uh, music, is always, by D.B. Spitzer. And again, rate, review, subscribe, tell your ma, tell your pa, I'll ship you down to Sothogwa. Uh stay sk- uh, squiggly, and keep it weird. Dave, anything you have to say before we go?
1: Nope, we'll see you next week.
2: All right, goodbye, everyone. Bye. You're
0: listening to KZOM, Oleander Public Radio.